Hello, passionate people. You are listening to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I'm so passionate to share these episodes with you. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Every week we share new episodes talking with people across the planet who have an inspiring, entertaining and passionate story to share, taking you on a journey to discover your passion. Hello, passionate listeners. Today, I have a very remarkable guest, Liesl Frank, and I am passionately excited to share this interview with you. Liesl so openly talks about her journey from an atheist to one of the most spiritual women I've had the honor of connecting with. Liesl is a psychic kinesiologist, and in 2014, she discovered that her talents allow her to listen to people's souls' true intentions. She is able to hear what their soul wants for them and how their subconscious mind is blocking and sabotaging their soul's true purpose. Liesl has the ability to connect with the angels, ascended masters, gods and goddesses and is able to channel healings from these supreme sovereign beings. Her commitment to the gods is to help people wake up and remember why they chose to come to planet Earth at this time. Liesl provides in this episode some really fantastic tips for those who are either starting or progressing on their spiritual journey and are searching for what they need on a soul level. Liesl has healings on her website that are amazing and I really encourage you to have a look and again like all our guests on the show their contact details can be found in the show notes. So excited to share this with you. This is Liesl's story and this is her passion. Liesl, thank you so much for joining us today on Passion Harvest. I'm so honoured and excited to have you on the show. Thanks, Louisa. I'm so excited to be here as well. I know you have a lot of passions and you're an incredible psychic kinesiologist, but I think you wanted to focus today on spirituality and the spiritual journey. So I think I'll let you take over and We'll start the conversation. I, when I first started going to my kinesiologist way back in 2003, I was an atheist. I didn't believe in God at all. All I just knew is I wanted to get better. And this seemed like a really great drug-free way of doing it. And through my sessions with her and then later on to my spiritual mentor, I started to get these things like going into more of a spiritual aspect and it was so strange for me after being a hardcore atheist for 25 years to go well what do you mean god actually exists and what do you you know yeah what I, do you I'm, mean I'm these different aspects you say you're an atheist because i find you are such a spiritual connected person so yeah well it was it was funny it was um because I was sexually assaulted when I was seven, there was something in my mind that just switched and it said, well, how could God ever let that happen to me? Therefore, you know, God can't exist because he would never let that happen to me. And that was just my mindset. And so it was really, but it would just keep coming up in session after session about being worthy of God's love and going, but I don't even believe in him. And it, it just through that, it just, my own healing journey, it's just opened myself up. Not only has it opened up my psychic abilities, 
but it's opened me up to a whole different level of existence that I never realised existed. And I think that's what people get when they actually go on their own spiritual journey. And people say once you've you know started that spiritual awakening, you can't really go backwards. You can't. Go no, back. and you wouldn't want to. It's like you're living in a, a different dimension. You you see the world and you can sense things and you can manifest things so much more easier than people who just sort of and that it's not snobby or anything like that. But you know you've got the people who have woken up mm-hmm. and then you've got the people who are still asleep. Because they haven't taken that in time and investment in themselves and sort of gone into themselves and understanding who they are. and But when you do and when you can call on the help from the angels and the God in universe and when you can see how it manifests and shifts things and when you can physically feel them doing corrections on you, it's it just opens up a whole amazing world. It's like... You're looking through the world and it's full of rainbows and glitter and sparkles. And I know that sounds airy-fairy, but that's what it actually feels like. That's beautiful. And I mean, I'm maybe talking about me personally, but do you ever have, do you ever regress and sometimes ever filled with a little bit of fear or doubt or negativity and quickly switch back? Well, it's all part of the human um, experience. We do need to experience uh, fear. And we do need to have where doubt. I, oh, everyone has doubt. And it's just like how many, if you can think about instead of taking a big jump, um, what's my baby step? What's the little next baby step I can take? And what's the little next baby step I can take? And it's just because I, again, before I started my kinesiology journey, I had no confidence. I had no self-esteem. <laughs> and it's... Uh, it just, you change. The more you go in to yourself, the more you have self-love and compassion for yourself, the more you know that you can do these things and the more you can trust in your abilities. And the more you're, you're going to go, if this doesn't work out, I'm okay. It, 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 it's funny you say that because I see you as so confident, but obviously you're a different person. I mean, we met when you were public speaking in front of a very large group of people. So I mm. see you as a very confident, completely together person. <laughs> and that's been my own journey. Like, so that I have gone from someone who is incredibly insecure to someone who, you know, it's, I wouldn't say incredibly confident, but I'd say pretty well confident now and really um centered in myself and what I do like and what I don't like and what I will accept and what I won't accept and these are some of the things that you get to learn when you go on that spiritual journey inside yourself and it also I mean to me it is also a process of learning to love yourself as well and not relying on other people loving I mean in my own journey I'd like to love myself more and more um makes a big difference it makes a huge difference and when you think about the frequencies of what we can um, experience, love, love, joy and bliss are the highest frequencies available. But to be able to love ourselves, to be able to stand in the mirror and say, I love you and thank you for being you and not needing someone external to say, oh, you're beautiful or you're talented oh, aren't you good at that? But to know that inside yourself and you can say, I am beautiful, 
I am talented. You know, I am great at that. And that's where self-love comes in and that's where your confidence comes in. And if you don't have it, it's a hole inside you and you're always trying to fill it with something. You might try to fill it through shopping to make yourself feel good or you might try to fill it through um, eating to make yourself feel good or gambling to get yourself that high. But those are only temporary and that hole never fills unless it's filled with love. Absolutely agree. And I'm just thinking about your earlier comment about trauma. So why does trauma occur? This is going to be a really tough thing to answer. Um, I can answer through my own personal uh, journey of why I think it happened to me. Apart from the people who did it were just dicks. Um, if you feel comfortable not, answering that. If you yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. You know, I came into this life on the run and I think if that trauma hadn't occurred, and this is on a soul level, my soul was on the run. Um, I was running away from a responsibility. If that trauma hadn't have occurred, I would still be running. I'd still be asleep. I would still, you know, have no awareness of what my full potential is. But that happened to me and I felt like shit and I had depression and I got to a point where I just, I got to a breaking point and I, I did break when I was working in the advertising industry and then I just thought I've got to do something and I thought kinesiology was that something and I made myself a vow that I would continue it until I cleared all the baggage. But the baggage that I cleared wasn't just from this life and the trauma. Like I, got, I knew I was healed that trauma when I could talk about it with no longer crying. And I think that's for any particular trauma. If you can talk about it and it's just, oh, yeah, that happened to me and not really welling up in the, the events or the trauma of it and making you cry, you know that you truly healed from that. So I think sometimes... And this is not all and it's, you know, it's not like massive trauma like earthquakes or plane crashes or anything like that. But I think like if it's an individual trauma and this is just an opinion and what may be a proposition, it's trying to get you to wake up. You've ignored the little nudge. You've ignored the slightly bigger nudge. You've ignored the shout. So how can um, your soul and the universe Get really get your attention. I'm just processing everything you said. I have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot, and it, again, it's just a theory. It's not saying it is absolutely that, but that is a potential theory for it. I know for me, the things that have happened in my life, whether as fate or by coincidence, they were stepping stones that led me to where I was now. And as sucky as some of them were, I wouldn't go back and change a thing. And where you are now is incredible. And I guess people that are listening mm. and, you know, want to progress or start on their spiritual journey, how do they start? What, what, what do they do? They're saying, I don't know what to do. I can't hear my spirit guys. I, you know, I don't know what to do. Okay. There's a really a huge number of things you can do. Uh, one of the best books I would recommend that people could read is by a, um, an Australian 
called Rebecca Kemble, who now lives in the UK, and it's called Light is the New Black. Honestly, I think this is one of the best books you can possibly get for going about that spiritual journey. She talks about her journey. She's got all these wonderful exercises in it called Work Your Light. And by doing those Work Your Light exercises and writing them out in a journal, you really start to get in touch with what your soul wants for you. And the more we can listen to our soul and the more we can act on what our soul calls us to do, the more we become starting on that spiritual journey. So that's one. That book is phenomenal. Meditation. Whether you go to meditation nights, whether you go onto YouTube and you <laughs> go onto the thousands of free meditations that they have on there, mm-hmm. meditation is also going to be a really great journey into it. And also journaling what comes up during the meditation. I've had been taken on some guided meditations and some of this stuff has been phenomenal. Again, before I realized I was really psychic. I went to a meditation with one of the girls in my apartment building and during that meditation, Archangel Michael gave me his sword and I carried that sword on my back for about four or five years before I no longer needed it and I was able to give it back to him. But, you know, I just knew energetically I always had that sword it might strap to my back. So if ever I needed protecting, I had the sword. So mm. Meditation is going to be fantastic. Um, sound healing is amazing. So going to a group sound healing night, a lot of them are getting held at yoga studios. And then going to people like a kinesiologist like me or an um, energy healer. And what we're doing in our sessions is we're removing all of the limiting beliefs that you might have that are preventing you from truly knowing who you are. Yes, Rebecca Campbell's book is amazing. You've told me to read it, read it and I have read it and it's fabulous. Thank mm. you. And I know you have some offerings on your website. You have some- Oh, I do. Sorry. Yes, I do. I think I have about six healings on my website now. So these are healings that you can do as afternoon naps. Maybe one or two you do at night, but I think most of them are afternoon naps. And so you just hop into bed, you say the words where it says the words for the healing, and then you go down for an afternoon nap. And that's inviting in sometimes it's God, sometimes it's Archangel Michael, sometimes, which might challenge some of your listeners' beliefs, it's um, one of them's with the Greek god Athena, which is the releasing your fears one. Then there's the gift of joy, which is with the Egyptian goddess Bas and the um, Buddha Savata Kuan Yin. But these are all phenomenal beliefs. So I've got... One prosperity, two manifestation, a releasing your fear, a gift of joy, and a being of service. One. I'm going straight to the website after our recording <laughs> <laughs> to check it out again. Yeah. How so the you... manifestation one is part one, part two. How do you get the? Do you how do you get the information for these healings? For the healings, oh, you know, half the time, it's uh, because I'll be with a client. And I'll just hear that they're, it's almost like they're initiating the healing, but um, the healing is going to be generic for other people. So on my first client on Friday morning, I had to got the message that I had to initiate a loving yourself healing. So I'm going to create that tomorrow. And then 
the next three clients after that all needed to have that healing as well. <laughs> so when I channel it on um, Tuesday, which I'm going to have to send it out to four people. I've also, and I actually on that, it was just phenomenal. I also have to create a choosing to live life um, healing. And that's going to be for people who are so stuck in sadness that they just can't see a way th- um, beyond that. And so I'm going to be sending that out. Uh, it's So it's a lot of the time it's with, I'm with a particular client and I'll just hear that I have to create a particular healing around a theme. So there's creativity. I've even created one for winning in the building industry (laughs) because I've got a lot of construction managers. So that one's gone out to all my construction managers that need it. And so I'll I'll just, I'll just hear um, that they need to be created and created into existence and then I have sort of some of them I put up on my website and then I get told some of them uh, for people as they need them and some of them are going to go into my book of healings when I finally get enough healings to publish a book. How wonderful. And I just mm. love that you have the confidence and trust in yourself so much. I mean, for me, if I had that sort of download, I think I'd sort of doubt myself and think, mm, I'm not sure, but I just love you have the, the trust to know that that's right. And it's taken a while, but again, with any skill, unless you practice it, you're never going to get better or you're never going to have the full confidence in the, the abilities of what it does. When you say the channeling, how do you define channeling? So you're channeling from a higher being or I'll leave it up to you to answer what that means for prob- you. There's a couple of different ways of channeling. Um, I'm too much of a control freak to let them come and speak through me. <laughs> It's just never going to happen. I know another gentleman who would probably be lovely for your podcast called Jason Snedden, I think it is. I can send you his link later. Mm-hmm. He channels through an Ascended Master and lets the Ascended Master talk through him. Mm-hmm. Me, I, I'm just too much of a control freak to ever let that happen. So I, they'll send what they want for me and I'll type it up or I'll write it down <laughs> and then... I'll type it up, but I won't let anyone just sort of take over fully. <laughs> yeah, like an Abraham Hicks who talks. Yeah, I, it's never going to happen with me. I've, I've never, I had a terrible incident um, getting drunk one too much time and I will vow that I would never get in a situation where I did not have full control of my faculties ever again. Okay. So <laughs> that's not going to happen no matter how much who's coming through it's like you give me the information I'll write it down and that's how we'll put it through how do you hear the information is it like someone's talking to you or is it visual images or both sometimes it's visual but most of the time it's it just appears in my mind so there's the when you're thinking about the four clairs you've got clairvoyance which is clear seeing you've got clairsentience which is clear feeling which is what most people have they might call it empathy or I can sense when someone's upset, but that's clear sentience. You've got clear audiences when you actually hear. Yep. So sometimes you might hear ringing in your ears. You might actually hear someone speaking to you or you've got clear cognience, which is just you just know deep in your bones. And that's probably what I'm strongest in, the clear cognience. So it's in my mind and I can hear it. Well, I hear it, but I kind of just know that it's there. And then what I'm doing whenever I'm channeling it down, like channeling the message from them and channeling the actual healing, 
I'm self-muscle testing the whole way through to just make sure I've got absolutely everything correct. Which is the kinesiology basis. Which is the kinesiology part. Yeah, so the way I do a self-muscle test is always is mainly just a yes and a no, you know, and so when I've got the wording, and so I'm always testing, have I got this absolutely correct for the wording? I'm always testing yes on that. And I'd love you to, in a minute just to talk about if someone comes to see you, what actually happens, but <laughs> this is a strange question. You know, you've got your spirit team to help you. Have you ever yep, had... everyone them? has their spirit team. Yep. I know, and you talk to them or not talk, but they, they come so clearly and precisely to mm. you. Have you ever had them not there Uh, like if you're if you're with a client and you just haven't oh they will only come through for client if they feel they need it so sometimes it will be i'll just be me and the client in the session and then only if the client's energetic support team feel that they can do a better job than me (laughs) on what they uh and that's no arrogance on my part really it's not it's just Sometimes they'll just need a correction where they're saying a statement and that's all they need. Or sometimes they might just need a sound correction. Or sometimes, you know, God or an archangel might come through and say, you know, this is really deep. We need to go a bit deeper than what you can actually do. Let us come through and do the healing. And my clients have told me some phenomenal stuff of what they've experienced during those healings. They experience way more than I ever do when I get my healings. Wow. I know when I've come to a healing or a session with you, I'll mm-hmm. ask you a question and you'll know whether it's a yes. You'll either say yes or no or that's not the case. Who are you handling or who are you connecting with to control? Your soul. Okay. So, yeah, so with my psychic abilities, like once I get permission to work with a client, I can hear what their soul wants to them. Sometimes, you know, if someone asks me a really tricky question, I'll ask if I've got permission to answer that or not because some things you just have to discover on yourself or there's other kinds when people ask you some questions that you just really can't answer and I've had two real doozies that it's just like I'm not answering that so one lady asked me to scan her body for cancer Mm. it's like not going to do it no one it doesn't work that way and another one asked me to see if her husband was cheating on her and it's just like no um, doesn't work that way. Oh my God, but, I'm going to think um, of some good questions for next time I come to see you. I'll say, please. <laughs> I didn't know you were hiding anything. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. It's, um, but it's mainly the whole point when you do this spiritual journey, it's about you going inwards. You, you're seeing the TV shows. Like TV shows can give you so many hints. I've had, like, I, one of the reasons why I discovered I was psychic was because of a hint that I got from Supernatural. Another TV show from New Zealand gave me another hint about my soul origins. Do you mean a hint? A hint. It's sort of like it's dropping a clue. It's dropping a seed in your mind about a concept. And if it's relevant for you, it will take root in your mind and then it will sort of ruminate and ruminate until you're ready to understand what that clue is. Like sometimes if I have to give clients, um, you need to watch a particular TV show, you need to watch a particular movie, it's because there's something in that TV show or movie that's going to awaken something in you. There's a concept in it. So it's like when you read a book, there might be a concept in there that's going to unlock a memory within you or a a lock a, um, 
an awareness or remembering within yourself. Are we always discovering or are we always remembering? Both. All the technological advances that are going on in our amazing world right now, they're discoveries. Mm -hmm. But then there's things that we'll also remember because we've all had, some have had a few lives, some have had many, many lives. And it's all about remembering the skills and the knowledge that we've learned all through those lives and how can we take all that knowledge and wisdom and bring it into this life. So, yes, we need to learn and to evolve our mind with knowledge in this life because gaining so much more knowledge, but we've also got that knowledge from all of our previous lives as well. And we can, when we can remember that, it's phenomenal. I gave an example at the talk that you're at there with one particular male client. I just got, after we'd found all the limiting beliefs that we needed, I heard in my head, you do the healing. And it was just like, okay, well, do you want me to do acupuncture points? Do you want me to do this? It's like, no, you do the healing. And then I got the message that I had to go into each of his chakras and heal each of his chakras. Now, I'd never done that before. But it was like, okay. I guess I'm going to try this and it worked and I got the message the next day that he'd felt the best he'd had in his lifetime and when I saw him uh, about two weeks ago he just said since that last session things have just been so amazing in his life and so I've never been taught that technique but I remembered it. I mean it's so wonderful you've got this incredible gift to help other people. The key thing is is that we all have this gift. It might not be in the healing sense that I do, but we've all got the psychic gift and we can all use that gift in um, whatever industry we're working in. The more you can trust your in- intuition in your industry, the more effortless flow you're going to be in your career and in what you do. You're going to know when someone's being trustworthy or not. You're going to know what the right call is to make on a particular business decision decision because you're going to be able to tap into the morphic field and you're going to be able to sense what's going to be the best decision for you. And when we can make a decision that's not only best for us but best for everyone's best and highest good, when then we all start to shift and evolve even a bit more higher. Because we so often rely on the external for approval or asking advice. We rarely connect with ourselves. Right answer always is anyway. Absolutely. And that's not to say don't ask for advice, but always check in with yourself as whether that advice is right for you in this situation. I'm fascinated when you say if one comes to a session, you talk to their soul. What does the soul look like? What's it like talking to someone's soul? hilarious actually (laughs) (laughs) I I should say um, like some things will just come out of nowhere where the soul wants to take a particular person it's and it's honestly I don't know it's hard to give an example because I've had just two brilliant examples within the last week but then with client confidentiality I don't know how much I can give away but the soul kind of The soul knows what you came into your life agreeing to do. So when we choose to get born in this life, our soul had a particular mission in mind for us. 
whether we stay on that mission our whole life or whether we veer off because of circumstances, um, most of us veer off. And it's the journey of spirituality is to journey back onto what our soul's mission was, which is what we also call our life purpose. Yeah, so when I start a session, I always ask if I have permission to work with the client and the soul and higher self know exactly what the client wants to work on. You know, a lot of the time it's self-love. Um, but, you know, then just hearing some of the statements and what the soul wants for a client, yeah, it's it's very fun. Like it's touching and it's heartwarming, but sometimes it's hilariously funny as well. So it's more a knowing in your head. It's not like they have different, they don't sound different. Each soul doesn't sound no. differently because you're not hearing no, the sound. I'm not hearing the sound, but it's it's still a um, a conversation that just will pop into my head. Yeah, it comes through as a knowing. So much information to take in. It's quite incredible. <laughs> so if I, I guess someone's saying, well, if I come to you, what 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 sort of happens? You know, what do you do? Uh, as I said, I do with my psychic abilities. It's and the way that I work. I really work as focus on the spiritual, the emotional, the mental. I don't focus on the physical at all. It's not my area of expertise. But my thing is always to get people aligned with what their soul wants for them. So they can come in for a session. I'm going to ask the soul what they want for them. Um, Then I'm going to find out what limiting beliefs, what their subconscious mind and how they're blocking and sabotaging them from this life. And so I find that out through a series of clues. And then we find out the limiting beliefs which we put in with a muscle test and then we do a correction and the correction again could be an acupuncture point correction, it could be crystals, it could be sound, it could be statements, it could be an angel healing, it could be a variety of different things. But the way that I work, it's really just getting people aligned back to what their soul wants for them. People might come for me, see me for anxiety People might come to see me because they want to get a promotion. They might come to see me because they've been heartbroken and they want to be have a relationship. And that's all well and good. And I will work with them towards that. But I am really trying to get them back in alignment with their soul. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not too um <laughs> too too much. I no, mean for it's me fantastic. this is just my everyday bread and butter. But I I don't know what this will sound like for someone who is not used to this world where it's the world that I walk walk in every day like after I get off the phone from you I'm going down into bed and I'm going to get an energetic healing done um look I think anyone that's drawn to this podcast is meant to listen to you anyway mm-hmm. it's taken oh, me a while good. not to worry what people think too much yeah, I don't worry at all nowadays it's just incredible I'm, what you do and you do oh, it in such you. a safe gentle yeah. like loving environment well, I like to make it as fun as possible as well. You know, we are going to touch on, like, and I'll, I'll let your listeners know that, like, if we, when you do do the spiritual journey, you are going to pull up dark stuff. You are going to pull up the stuff that you've been ignoring or haven't been wanting to deal with, and you have to because it's otherwise it's this little poison that's still inside you and it never goes away unless you address it. But once you address it, and yes, it feels awful while you have to address it, and yes, you might cry a bit, but the lightness you feel afterwards when you've let it go, you've just got to, you wonder yourself, why was I carrying around it all this time? 
Why was I so afraid to touch it, to acknowledge it? When we, have to, when we carry around a burden, we don't understand the weight and the toxicity of it. But once we let it go, the lightness that we feel afterwards and how it just makes our life different is amazing. And I think that comes down a lot to fear. Would you, I mean, would you agree with that, that we hold on to Totally. Things? Yes. Oh, I remember there was one stage in my journey where it was like, well, if I'm not this sarcastic person and if I don't take the piss out of everything and if this is, if this is no longer my identity that I was so wrapped up in, who, who am I? It was like I was on the cliff of a precipice going, well, if I get rid of all of this stuff that was old Liesl, do I even exist anymore? And that was terrifying. Mm-hmm. But um, I found a meme. Uh, well, actually, I found a meme. I stole an image off the internet and I created a meme uh, that says that if you take the leap, amazing things happen. And it's, it's how I've uh, sort of, that's my philosophy going forward. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> mm. We're almost out of time. What I know you'd like to talk a bit more about spirituality. I, I'm going to leave the last few minutes up to you to. Okay, not a problem. There's no so, hurry, but whatever you want to talk about. I hope I'm just not speaking too fast for your listeners. But... No, you're speaking absolutely beautifully. Oh, good. <laughs> um, the spiritual journey, if you're willing to take it, you can still be spiritual and wear high heels. You can still be spiritual and work as a lawyer. You can still be spiritual and be a CEO. That doesn't, your work identity has got nothing to do with your spiritual identity, but it will change the way you are in work and it will help change your workplace for the better and it will change your life for the better too. The vibrational leap that you can make when you start doing your spiritual journey from just kind of like getting by, you know, I have to work hard to get ahead, you know, Mm. life wasn't meant to be easy. You have those beliefs or those so-called truisms, they just fade away because you know that you can live a life of abundance. You know what living in gratitude is. It's not just a buzzword. Like, you can be grateful that you've got a tax bill. <laughs> you can be grateful <laughs> that you're caught in a traffic jam because you're just connecting in with yourself and what the vibration of joy and gratitude and abundance and your whole mindset and concept shifts. And you'll be amazed at once you start this journey what opportunities land in your feet what synchronicities start showing up in your life. You'll have people introducing you to other people that will actually help you in your career and that's not as a, uh, I'm not going to get the right word here. That's not, oh, it's not so much negative but I'm thinking conniving. It's Pushy like, or... Yeah, it's, it just it just happens because you want your, other, your fellow co-worker or your partner or your friend to be so successful and you know that their success is never going to take away from your success. Um, so you're happy and joyous that they're doing really well. You want to do everything you can do to help them be more successful just because you know that their success is just going to 
not only be great for them, but it spreads it around and that it will be come back to you in fold as well because the universe doesn't like a de deficit. When you're helping other people, other people are going to be able to help you as well. So it's not only about remembering who you are. It's not only about filling yourself with self-love and confidence. The spiritual journey just takes you to such a place that you're going to have success in all areas of your life. You're going to have the success in the relationships because you're going to have such healthy boundaries and you're so full of self-love that you're going to attract a partner that vibrates to that or you're going to improve the relationship that you're in. It's going to help on your business and career, you know, might even if you're going into business for yourself. I work with quite a few small business owners and the leaps that they're taking in their own business is phenomenal. It, it will just affect all areas of your life and it will improve all areas of your life. I love that and I find on my personal journey that works really well. And what I loved, I loved your quote, I wrote it down. Um, oh, okay. I can send you the name if you like. You don't have to be, you can still be spiritual and work in high heels. I love that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but only because it resonated with me because I think there's a lot of um, misconceptions in our society or on the spiritual path that you need to leave your career and you need to become a massage therapist or a meditation teacher or yoga no. teacher. And it's, no, because it's people, not it's not true. No, because like the people that I work in are all industries. It's banking, it's lawyers, it's real estate, it's construction, it's catering. We want you to be the very best at who you are and what you do. And just think about all these different industries. If you've got people being the very best that they are at what they do in a really holistic loving spiritual manner where they're treating other people with respect and kindness and they're trying to raise up all their co-workers not dragging them down not competing against them but lifting everyone up imagine how that ripples out it ripples out into the uh, into the company it ripples out into the industry it ripples out into the cities and it ripples out into the countries each generation uh getting born more spiritual and more spiritual the generate the kids that are coming through what they their intelligence their openness is that i see with the kids that i treat they they really are just coming through that much more aware than we my generation which is gen x ever was you feel that there, there is a spiritual awakening taking place on the planet absolutely yeah, more and more people are waking up. I, I always like to think of it as this, and I, I feel a little bit ashamed because I was one of them, but when Shirley MacLaine first started talking about past lives, and you know, I think it was the 1980s, yeah. it was like, oh, my God, that is Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, now, you know, it's almost a given that most people understand the concept that we've had past lives. It doesn't affect religion. Some people might say it does, but I don't believe it does, my own personal beliefs. Um, but it's more and more um, in the social consciousness that we have had past lives and the impact that, that part, those past lives have had on us. I had the um, pleasure of going to a three-day workshop with Brian Weiss. 
Dr. Brian West, is it? He wrote many lies, many masters. And, you know, that you have clinical psychologists who are doing this work and helping people and seeing the results of once you heal the past lives, um, what an impact it can have on people in this life. What a fantastic I can take. Yeah, I was. It was really. And he's he was so quiet. But he held the crowd amazingly. Like he's such a humble man. It was amazing. But I've been able to take people into a past life, get them to say something that has absolutely nothing to do with their current life and have them burst into tears. And because we carry the soul woundings of what's happened in our past lives all the way through until we actually clear it. And once it's cleared, you can move forward. You can move forward, yeah. I'm not sure if I answered your question about spiritual. <laughs> no, but that's I mean, but, we're, we're taking it whatever direction it's meant to go. Yeah. So my my I think my end um, tips are it's really worth it. Your first baby step would be to read the book Light as the New Black. Your next baby steps would be probably do some nice group meditations. Um, and then if you want to go even further, then you start to go see someone like a kinesiologist or an energy healer and we're going to be able to remove the parts that are stopping you from aligning to your life purpose. Lisa, it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much. I've got so much information in my brain to digest. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to re-listen to what, our, what we spoke about and I look forward to my upcoming kinesiology session with you. Oh, thank you. I look forward to it as well. So, and you're going. You're going to rest now for an energetic thing. I am going to go down and get a lovely, um, probably about a two-hour nap slash energy healing. Abs sounds absolutely <gasps> amazing. Cold winterish day. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow Passion Harvest on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and please rate and review it. Share it with a friend and inspire them to develop their passion. Goodbye and until next time, keep spreading that passion.